Welcome to the Hypnotic Comic Live Show. Finding that entertainment without meaning isn't cutting it anymore? Do you want to feel deeply connected, yet lifted up into the heights of laughter? You found that place where comedy meets the full expansion of life's possibilities. Now, for your hypnotically comical host, Jenna Grayson! Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, your hypnotic comedian, Jenna Grayson, bringing you this show, Hypnotic Comic, bringing you some hypnotic comedy live and in person and close up. Today's show I'm super excited to bring to you. We are here in the month of April. And uh, the flowers are blooming here in Southern California. It's a beautiful, beautiful time. We've gotten a lot of rain. It's really been such a wonderful time of year here. A um, little bit about uh, what's going on in my personal world before we talk about the show today. Um, so I, d- I had a show at the House of Blues in Orange County over the weekend. And uh, I'm pretty excited that that's... Um, happening in my life. We're still doing stand-up comedy at House of Blues in Orange County and the Comedy Store in Hollywood. And uh, tonight I'm going to have a little show at a place called Chapter One in Santa Ana at 6 o'clock. I'm pretty sure that is a free show for all. So, um, yeah, that's a free show for all. So if anybody wants to come out and laugh, they tend to have pretty good uh, comedians there. So, that's some good stuff. And uh, what what can I say? We're we're growing. The show is growing to over 120 networks now. I know. Can you believe it? So not only are we on iTunes as a podcast, but we're also being syndicated live on iHeartRadio, Google Play, and what can I say? 120 over 120 networks. So today's show, I'm super psyched. I've been wanting to find a guest like this for a while. And as universe would have it, um, my path was aligned with our guest today just uh, a few weeks ago. I was really lucky to meet her at a beautiful gathering. Um, Our guest today, her name is Ambika Talwar. And she, Ambika is a, an educator. She is a, a professor of English teaches at the college level. And she's also a published author, a poet and artist. And she has a keen interest and sensitivity also in the healing arts, um, which I'm really excited to learn about today, how those two things could possibly go together in the world, uh, in her world. So she combines, Ambika combines resonant creative process with Intuition Energetics, also known as IE, which we're going to be talking about more today. What the heck is that? Um, She is able to source the origins of blocks in the mind, body, spirit, and psyche. Uh, Such insights stir shifts in the people she's working with, which make you see what 
is actually real. Both her poetry and holistic practices work beautifully together. We're going to learn about that. I want to. I have questions for her. Um, for language is intricately coded within us. In resonance with our authentic self, we experience wholeness and wellness. So, Ambika, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm super excited to have you and can't wait to hear about how you are helping make the world a happier, healthier place. Welcome to the show, Ambika. Thank you, Jenna. It's so remarkable, everything you've shared. And, yeah, we met just three weeks ago or less than. Mm-hmm. So amazing. Talking with you in the parking lot after the event was amazing. It was wonderful. Uh-oh. Thank you. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I I felt like a clear yes, you know, when I met you, because I I love the opportunity to have conversations like um, the one that you and I had and to be able to share that kind of information and awareness with the world. It's just really so much of what I'm wanting to do this, why I'm wanting to do this show is like to bring some light in, in many senses of the term, you know, to bring light to our darkness, you know, to bring levity as well as clarity, enlightenment, you know, relief to our, to our many ways of suffering on the planet and also to like, you know, make some sense out of it too. And I just feel like that's what you're doing. So I really am excited to have this conversation with you. Well, you know, Jenna, if you see this is what I'm doing, truly, you're doing exactly that and more, (laughs) you know. Oh, thank you. Thank (laughs) you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm I'm trying, girl, you know, I'm trying. And uh, we're, we're, I guess we are in, in many ways on similar paths. But I, one of the things that I'm really interested in about you that I think really makes you special, because, I, you know, in my life, I've met a lot of people who are healers or in the healing arts, um, or, or conversely, are on a more academic path. But it's really rare to find people who can communicate from both sides of that curtain. You know, it's like the healers tend to be like the touchy-feely, woo-woo, spiritual people, and then the academic people are the left-brained, you know, linear, logical, very much in the world, 3D-oriented people. So this is really so much of the conversation I'm wanting to have with you and to give people an opportunity to, you know, if they're one or the other, I think there's a really important bridge that you offer by having one foot in each world, you know, it's like the metaphysical world and the physical world or the 3D world and the multidimensional world. So can you tell, tell me, tell us how, I, I don't know if you started off as a, as an educator, as a professor, like how, how does life guide a person? How did, how did that happen for you? Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, okay, so I started out life as a little baby. And, you know, it was funny, word went around in this town called Dave Lali that you, go and ha- you have to go and see the Talwar baby, her eyes see everything. And that was... Uh, Is that sh- true? 
Is that that's, you're serious? Yeah, that's what I was told by my mom and my you know, dad. Wow. So I don't know what that was about. So, you know, if we see what we see and then we experience that and then it it all leads wherever it's meant to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't see a contradiction between working at a college and making art and poetry and doing the healing. For me, it's all it all connects. It's all from the same place. Which is why, you know, I know there is this thing to separate left and right brain, and um, you can't have one without the other as well. And mm-hmm. so I teach English, and when we when I want to have them write, because that's what we do, I teach writing mainly. Um, it's it, it's about everything because language is an aesthetic as well, and while grammar guides certain structures. Uh, the content and the knowledge and wisdom that you want to impart feeds the both, feeds the the all, the both, the all of it. You know, mm-hmm. there's no separation. Uh, there are some structures which I I imagine would be really left brain, and then the others right. But to know one, you have to know the other or have a feel for it. Well, I, it sounds like just in listening to your voice as you're saying that, exactly that, there's there's this sense that I'm having listening to you that there's actual healing in acknowledging that. It's like an integration of our wholeness to say um, both of them work well together and there's a nature in bringing some of the right brain over the left brain, some of the intuitive, spatial, spiritual sides of us into our logical, linear, uh, analytical self, you know, like to me, I, I, just listening to the words you're saying, I'm like, oh, I can feel my own body relaxing. And <laughs> good. And you, yeah, I know. I know. Right. And maybe you can hear that too, just in, in my voice, since you work with language and vibration and, and things like that. Um, it, it does sound like, oh gosh, you know, how come we're not having this conversation in the world more often, you know? And I wonder how you perceive that. Is that. Do you see that as a problem in the world? I don't mean in your life because it doesn't sound like it's a problem in your life so much as that it's it's a clear integration. But do you think that in, let's say, in the world of education that we would benefit in the schools and classrooms to have more intuitive creative mind involved yes absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. i you know i've been teaching for 30 years <laughs> and and yeah. it feels sometimes so so trite and closed and yeah. i feel for the these young students who come out of high school and okay i'll tell you the story 3 years no longer ago i asked my students okay imagine and they looked at me with a blank stare i said what's going on Mm-hmm. I said, okay, I just want you to imagine this big room. And they said, we don't have an imagination. And that really stopped me for a moment. And I said, all right, put away everything. We're going to do a process. So I led them through a two, two and a half minute visualization with their eyes closed, uh, which was to have them break through these blocks. 
And then when I brought them back, counted them back into the room, into their space, I said, how do you feel now? And they said, great. They could then imagine what I wanted them to imagine. But wow. this experience really made me shudder for a moment. What is happening with our children? The TV noise, the Wi-Fi noise, the car alarms, the rushing here and there, all the news only of wars and devastations um, our culture is suffering from, and this I wrote in my sabbatical paper, our culture is suffering from anui and anomi, which mean boredom and meaninglessness. Mm -hmm. And this to me is a big problem. And mm -hmm. instead of shifting out of this closed way of teaching and learning and pedagogy, we are making it more programmed. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's a problem. Uh, so um, it, it, we need to play more. Students don't know how to what play means. To most people, play and fun mean something also in sort of a break from what they are doing, and that may be part of it, but it's not all of it. You know, if we started to play with what we love to do, studies would be far more interesting. And I don't yeah. mean playing games in class necessarily, but a different kind of engagement in a to different play. Yeah. To bring play into our learning and what we would call work. I, I know there's some studies that are saying that the that humans, adults and children actually learn, acquire knowledge best in a playful environment. Yes, and but what's happening with our students is there is a sense of um, not just inhibition, but fear of opening up to their essence. And I, as an English teacher and a poet, feel that's also my job to help them connect. Because I tell mm -hmm. them, I said, if you don't know who you are, you aren't going to want to write. So, you know, mm -hmm. get over all of these things all the limitations. And the other thing that's happening, which is also happening in, 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 in among many adults, is this whole drama about um, self-esteem. It's a big business. Come mm -hmm. take my $10,000 seminar to learn how to get over your self-esteem and find a purpose, you know? Okay. Because your purpose is very simply to be happy. Mm. And happiness is not some grandiose thing. It's really simple to accept yourself and do the things that you must do to get to the next place. Mm -hmm. The school systems are bent on numbers. I think it is also creating a mediocrity among not only the students because of this kind of teaching, but also among teachers and therefore, obviously, management because they yeah. don't have that vision. That's right. And what yeah. do you think is the benefit to to promoting that mediocrity and hiding people's true uniqueness? What do you see as why <laughs> would schools be motivated to be generating that? Dare I say that, Jenna? Dare yes! I, <laughs> I'm putting you in a position. No, I think I if you look around, you see what's going on. Where are we going as a collective no. civilization? <laughs> civilization seems to be dead all over the world. What Look what's yeah. going on. If yeah. we don't learn to appreciate each other and nature and the beauty and of every moment and all of this, then 
it seems we are all in the wrong place. Are we heading? Yeah. And we're creating that, you know? We're creating... More of that. Yeah, and that's right. And it seems like a piece of what you're saying here is like, essentially that at a young age, we're, lear- we're learning how to be obedient and follow the rules and not do it wrong. Well, I'm not sure if it's as simple as that. Um, okay. You know, because I give homework. My students don't do their homework and come to class having done it. You know, they haven't been obedient. <laughs> I, I give see. instructions okay. for a certain process. They don't read mm-hmm. it. I was reading rough drafts of these students last night. They're writing their own topic. I'm like, you can't pass the class. There is a process mm-hmm. I lead them through so that they can actually expand their thinking about certain topics, but they end up finding what is convenient. And that's the other problem. Everything has become so convenient. You know, like convenient food. You drive in and pick up a burger. Yes. Drive out. Convenient names. You have beautiful names, you know, and it's shortened. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> so... The culture of convenience also has a drawback because we think we have to get somewhere. Maybe we don't. Maybe that's what needs to change. You know, what are we we rushing for? If we didn't have somewhere to get and we weren't looking for convenience, what would be the option? You know what I mean? Like, I really want to ask you to answer these questions because I feel like you, it's like you were talking about come see the Talwar baby, her eyes see everything, and I have this feeling that you you are seeing something that I'm not seeing. You know, like, um, it's like I'm asking you questions not so you'll give my answers, because I feel like even when you're like, dare I say, I'm like, I know, I know, you know? But then I suggested it's like some kind of governmental, you know, conspiracy to just get us all to be taxpayers and go to work every day from the age of five, you know, that we're being conditioned to be obedient. And you're like, no, that's not really all that it is. So I really want to ask you for your sincere No, I I get what you're saying. That is also part of it, yes. So, so for example, um, you know, we don't know what's coming in the next five, 10, 15 years, but things don't look right, right? Right. Um, say 20 years ago, you wanted to be a doctor, you would, you would prepare for medical school, and you knew you would become a doctor. But I tell my students, I said, I want you to, you know, if, if you have an idea of what you want to do, I want you to think about two or three more things. You need to have more skills because we don't know where we are going. Besides, having more skills is always also more interesting in many ways. So prepare for more rather than just that one thing. I see. Okay. You know, they have this sense mm-hmm. that they're going to work in their dad's business or they're going to do what, you know, these hourly jobs, but but and I want to remind them that they ha- that there is more to them. So I always finish at least in my uh face-to-face classes with a creative project. So I've had some wonderful results with that. Mm-hmm. Uh somebody picked up old clothes and created some really, really amazing fashionable dresses mm-hmm. and things like that. So so um, I want them to think outside the box because mm-hmm. we shouldn't just become little workers going back and forth as we have. Right. Yeah. Right. As we have. So, yeah, I agree with what you said. 
Um, so there is that sense of obedience, but we, but it isn't, you know, to change that, for it to be inner directed, to have to want to write, mm-hmm. and or do math or history or anything, because all disciplines develop you in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, there was mm-hmm. this thing, oh, if it's not relevant to me getting a job, why should I study it? But it's relevant to you becoming a whole person. That's right. You know, so in that way, uh, we need such a dif- such a revolution in in our schooling. Okay, so now it's starting to really make sense to me how these two things go together. Because initially, when I found out that you are doing healing work, and also you're an English professor, I was like, wow, that's those are two completely different things. And you and I chatted about that on the phone as well. And you're like, no, actually, they're very similar. And now I'm really hearing how important and how well they really go together to, to find out, as you're saying, to know who you are yeah. in order to be able to really write. Um, that's been true for me, too, with comedy. It's like um, the best. I think the best comedy is from that place of really a willingness to be vulnerable and share what's true, even if it's not everybody's story. We learn and get so much from hearing authentic stories and and speaking from an authentic, vulnerable place, um, as as you're saying, this inner-directed place. So maybe this is a good place for us to start talking in that place of, like, how 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 do we how do you um, assist people in becoming more inner directed? Whether it's for creative expression or being a whole person, or healing through the things that can arise in our bodies and minds from the dis ease of being separated from our authentic selves. How do you do that? <laughs> um. Oh, uh, my goodness. So how do I... So are you talking about perhaps a certain issue that that somebody may have, and how do I bring them to the sense of, oh, that's no problem, to to be well, at ease? By what you mean, like a, a, a healing you problem? Know, yeah, I guess it, what you're showing me is that I, I can I can really tend to ask really broad questions. So I think this question is really a broad question that so you're like, where do you want me to go with this, Jenna? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Um, I guess maybe, you know, we can start from talking about, you know, if you're working with people who are seeking to be writing or doing creative writing and they're like, you know, just skimming a surface and you're like, this isn't, this isn't about you. This, this is something you read in a book or on the internet. Like, how do you encourage people to be more inner directed in their creativity? Okay. So, um, so when you say people, I can divide them, you know, among people who are not my students mm-hmm. uh, and People at large, you know, you and other people like this workshop I did on Saturday, which was actually, I wish you were there. It had been, it, it went off really, really well. Um, so let me just ask you a question. Is mm-hmm. there something you would like to shift now? Yes. Tell me what it is. Great. Um, the primary thing that I'm facing is shifting my relationship with money. 
<laughs> okay. You didn't ask for a small thing right now, right? You just <laughs> well, that's just really what I'm focusing on and like okay. it's up for me. Like I have great health, I have great relationships. I love my family and my home. Like that's the thing that I'm like, all right, that's my next that's my next venture. Okay, so if I so so money isn't flowing in. It's not flowing in enough. I I feel like I put a lot out and you're not getting back enough. Yeah. Okay. And where do you feel this in your body? As I'm saying that, um, I feel it in my heart area, in my left side, right? Left chest. No, actually, like upper middle chest. Upper middle. Okay. There is a weakness in the left chest. It's just That's just your... a few couple inches left of center. There's a weakness, but yeah. you are feeling it in the center. I am. Okay. And on a scale of one to ten, how bad is that sensation or that right. fear? Right. Is now? it a fear? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what we do is look for the emotion, the negative mm-hmm. emotion, and where where the sensation is in your body, and then from there I get to see what is going on and source it. And once we source that, we um, clear it. Um, and, um, you know, it could be something from childhood, a memory. It could be a contract from another lifetime, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Or it could be an impression you gathered from some experience, and it, uh, just, it, just, it just held you, and you held it. So. Right. Since, you know, I'm not going to look at the whole thing. What, all I can say right now is, are you ready to let it go? The second. Yes. Okay. Yes. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the worst, how badly do you feel this feeling, this tightness in your chest? Um, I'd say like a 5 to 6. Okay. Which is not terrible. Right. Okay. So let's just clear the dynamic between your parents. And you're looking at what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like hiding from behind the curtains and hearing whatever was said. We cleared that. And then, but something is also showing up in two relationships that you had. So we don't need to name anything or go into the story. We just clear that, the energy of it right now. Um, you should feel different. Mm-hmm, I do. So what's the new texture now or the feeling of that fear or tension? It feels where, where the fear and tension has been, it feels smoother. Yeah. And I'd call it a three, like in, in tension. Yeah. Tension okay, good. Three. But I'm also sensing, and tell me if you feel anything in your inner right side. Yep, I do. So we're going to clear it all the way from there because that's where also you were holding it, down and out. And let it all go, down to zero. Okay. It also feels to me like some of, you know, we, we are, our bodies are um, receiving and transmitting stations as well, right? Right. Yeah, we take in a lot, we put out a lot. We hold in so much, we get sick because we hold things in. And when the pain is not the sign of illness, it is the trigger of illness. So the more we pain, 
the more the tissue in our bodies contracts and contracts and it becomes something else if it's not treated. So I think we also pick up from the collective. Yeah. Some of what you're feeling is not yours either. Some is, yes. But, mm-hmm. you know, uh, about 20% is not yours. So let's clear all of the dynamic and to make you strong again okay. to bringing money in. Yes. More than you've been receiving for some time. Mm-hmm. So how are you feeling now? Does your chest feel clearer and your leg as well? My leg? Your inner thigh. <laughs> what do you mean about my inner thigh? I, I asked you if you're feeling something in your inner thigh and you said yes. Has oh, that... I thought you said on the right side. I said thigh. Oh, right. interesting. Yeah. My right thigh. I heard right side. I was like, I where did my right thigh come into the side? <laughs> said your thigh, right side, you know, the thigh. It oh. doesn't matter. It's all good. So okay. you're feeling better overall? I'm feeling better, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling less tension in my chest for sure. So when we see how much even the collective affects us and we can become confused about our thoughts and feelings and emotions, thinking it's all ours, that's where we also then want to become more discerning and start to not take things on. And it's not easy. You know, I mean, it is, it's not easy to always uh, clear it, but no, let me rephrase that. Um, some, it, the confusion that, that is created can lead us, you know, into, oh, I'm, I'm feeling like this, but sometimes it's not ours, so we can start to develop that and keep ourselves clear as much as we can. Does that help? Yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah. So in the in the clearing that we're doing right now, a couple questions. One is, can other people, as they're listening to this, follow along and do it <clears throat> do it with their own body sensations too? Well, I have not. Uh, yeah, the, the the thing about discerning, yes, but I'm not teaching the process. You know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so you're the guide in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Great. Actually, yeah. you know, let me tell you about the three-session package I'm doing. Um, are you are you joining us tonight? It starts tonight. It starts tonight. What time is it tonight? Five thirty. Um, so I would it, love to. I have this show tonight. Oh, okay. It's called Chapter yeah. One at six o'clock. I would I would love to. Maybe the second round. I'm I'm doing this show every Monday night for the month of April. So let me just give you the website in case. Can I read out the web the link? Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. It's www.creativeinfinities.com/slash/tele-clinic-package. So that's Creative Infinities, all spelled correctly. dot com slash t e l e dash clinic dash package. And we start at 5. And if anybody wants to join in, do so right now and send me your concerns. And we'll play. So it's April 8th, April 22nd, and April 29th. Mm, Uh, It'll be recorded. So if you miss something, you still get the work. You still get the effect of it all. Okay, great. So this is like a group healing opportunity? 
Yes. Okay. And then if people want to know the review, the, the details of it, the dates and the cost of the three sessions, that's there at the creativeinfinities.com site as well? Yeah, creativeinfinities.com slash deli dash clinic dash package. That's the link they go to. Okay, you said deli, like D. Can you spell that out more clearly? Okay. I'm having a hard time hearing that. Creative yeah. Infinities, C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-I-N-F-I-N-I-T-I-E-S dot com slash T for Tom, E-L-E dash clinic, C-L-I-N-I-C dash package, P-A-C-K-A-G-E. Got it. Okay, great. Telly, that's the part. I was like, Delhi, like a place in India? You, know, <laughs> you want to go? Like television. <laughs> television, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a teleclinic or tele, tele-seminar, tele-session healing yeah. group. Cool. Yeah. Super cool. Wonderful. Yeah, that's really good. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about, um, I know you just had this, workshop at the Center for Spiritual Living in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. What else do you have coming up that people can participate in if they want to do some of this healing work for themselves or people they know? Well, so far I have this teleclinic. Next Monday I have, again, a teleclinic to create creativity blocks, and mm-hmm. they'll find that also on the website. Under, you know, If they go to creativeinfinities.com and go to work with me, in the drop-down menu, the first one is where they'll go. Okay. Or they'll, no, no, yeah. And they'll go to Facebook on my page, uh, Luminous Fields. Mm-hmm. So my page is Luminous Fields. Beautiful. Beautiful. And um, I've seen here on your website that you assist people with a number of things in terms of clearing and healing. And I'm seeing this um, quote here on your website that I'd love to ask you a little bit um, to, to speak a little bit more about. It says, I assist you to clear limitations arising from lineage and religious teachings. Well, everything we experience is recorded in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, we can carry something from our great-great-grandparents, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, the whole body being is, is um, as I said, you know, that the body is receiver and transmitter and we hold on our cells a memory. So we clear things from, um, from through time as well in the body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can inherit something from a, from a family member, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and other spiritual teachers... Like any any teaching, pol- political teaching, spiritual teaching, history, um, stories we listen to can be coded in us if we have a trigger to something. So we just want to clear the effects of it so that it doesn't become um, calcified in the body in some way. Right. I, yes. I understand what you mean by that. And it's one of my favorite subjects is the idea of, because it's really important to me for a number of reasons, but the idea of genetics and the concept that we can inherit diseases from our family and the the old ways of thinking that what's inherited on a physical level is um, inevitable, you know, once it's expressed. 
So I'm wanting to see to ask you how you see that when you say that things. Well, you know, um, yeah. see, I, I am no way taking away what um, what the medical science can do. I'm simply saying if something becomes a botheration, and let's say, let's say your eyes, you inherited the color of your eyes from your great grandmother, right? There's not mm-hmm. a problem with that. But sometimes right. a disease can go through, and you don't know where it's coming from, because your mother didn't have it, and your sister didn't. But why do you? And it mm-hmm. could be that you got it from grandmother or great grandmother. So it's not that we are studying epigenetics. We're just saying, okay, let's clear this from the family line. Mm-hmm. So it's just a genetic, cellular uh, line that we are looking at. Nothing more. Yeah. You know, it's not bigger than what I'm saying, really. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's something you know uh, you could see psychically or not uh, mm-hmm. if it is there, and um, you could just work it work on it as an energy, as I was saying. You know, I said, oh, you know, clear. What looking at your parents in a moment talking about money, just like that, impressions show up and you clear it. That's all. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's something so, that you were tra- trained to be able to do, or is that something that you feel like you you brought with you in your no in we, your inheritance? We study a lot of different things to come to these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great. And is is that something that you're able to do when you say to to be able to see it psychically? Um, I know it's a, you know you know what would be more meaningful is to okay. is to share with you. You said something about language. Uh, being intimately connected with who we are, right? I think that mm-hmm. that sentence would be more meaningful th- uh, to you and your listeners um, than talking about a process which is just so um, ephemeral right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So words mm-hmm. define things, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not sure where you found that sentence, um, but when you actually sort of reframe something, that itself can be a healing, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so, and I'm connecting this with poetry because poetry, too, um, is language of specificity and language that stirs and gives rise to and illumines. Mm-hmm. So I see my work, even as a holistic practitioner, as a creative poetic process in a sense. So you, somebody can keep saying that they feel uh, tired all the time, mm-hmm. but we can reframe that, and the cells will respond to it because cells are memory. Cells are memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I know you mentioned, i.e., intuition energetics. It's the same. It, it's it's because we use our intuition to do clear energy blockages. Mm-hmm. That's as simple as it, it, as it can be. Mm-hmm. And then bring you to your own resonance. Mm-hmm. What resonates, uh, resonates with you um, that makes you feel whole and simple and happy? Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, people, most of us get carried away and said, oh, I wish I could be happy forever. And right there is a problem because... For example, you could say 
suddenly you could feel very happy and the next second feel very sad. Why do you think that happens? Uh, you're asking me? Yes. I would say because of a, if there's nothing happening outside that you're seeing, perceiving that's making you sad, it would be a thought or memory. So you suddenly feel happy, but then you go back to all the things that didn't make you happy. Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? I would say a habit. So how like can a brain you change, habit? How can you change that habit? By becoming, a, first of all, becoming aware that it's a habit and then making a conscious choice to create a new habit. That's what so, I would say. So therefore, you are then being asked to become aware of your own self moment to moment. Mm-hmm. So that you don't keep creating those traps of uh, lassitude and illness again and again. Right? Yeah. That's where language comes in and your own awareness of how you are feeling so you can change that feeling. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I'll give you a personal example. Yeah, uh, great. That'd yeah, great. so um, I, did, I did some clearing, for example. Let's say I did a lot of clearing yesterday. Okay. And mm-hmm. after, you, after that, you, you can feel... I don't know who I am anymore. You know, what, what is happening? Who am I? What am I feeling? What do I do next, you know? Right. And I caught myself this morning and said, wait a minute. I just cleared so much. So I'm needing to find a different space within me to become that who I am. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. I caught myself, and I'm so glad I did because it's easy to fall into, oh, my God, now what? But yeah. when you catch yourself and say, oh, I have an opportunity now to do something differently. That's the newness which is making me feel that I'm not me anymore, but what is the me that is now asking to be different? So then it comes back yeah. to this. Who yeah. am I? <laughs> you know, what do I want to be? So. That's right. That and it does to me, and I want to just ask you to be really clear with that, that who is the me who's asking to be different? Yeah, I don't know. You tell me who that me is in you because we can change. Yeah. And so, and then, then when we change, we want we sort of reawaken that resonance that keeps us in simplicity and joyfulness. Mm -hmm. And that's why you know I'm finding so much of this freneticness in LA. (laughs) It's like frenetic everywhere. We're rushing. That's right. And uh, like that. So as you ask that question, for, for me, if I can bring it back to myself, yeah. who is the me who is asking to be different? With the money situation, what comes up in my awareness is it's like my little girl. It's yeah. like the little girl inside of me that just wants to play. Okay. So that feels really authentic, you know, and... At the same time, I'm like, but I also want to be a grown-up, you know? Like, what do we do with that? Because, I mean, I want, her, I want her to be able to play through me and to have a voice and creative space and to feel happy. And I love those words that you used before, to feel simple, whole, and happy. So, you know uh, what? I want to read you a poem. Okay, do it. 
Is this your it's poem? Called, it's called The Seed. Okay. Is this your poem? Yes, it is. Okay, great. And I actually wrote it. I found the seed while hiking some years ago, and, and I just held it in my hand, and I wrote this. I think this will answer some of your questions. I am the heart of what is, the seed of your design, the hollow. I am the two-eyed cave, both entrance and exit, the hollow. I am source of thought, breath, desire, the science of the mystic, the hollow. I am the voice of longing, your destination, your end, the hollow. I am the thread of the unknown, the dark of your origins, the hollow. Were you to fill me, I'd remain hollow. The search for a home brings you but to me, the hollow. Look, white owls have just flown away to another branch, another tree. The winds flutter between the leaves, the hollow. So thank you. Thank you so much. I totally feel that. I'm really feeling that. I'm like, okay, now we get to play. Right. Now we get to play. Yeah. But but the thing is you don't have to wait to that next now to play. You are already playing. Are we not playing just now? Good. I hope so. <laughs> this is play. Your laughing is play. Yeah. Yeah. So because you're laughing, I actually picked this other poem which I'm going to read only for you, but of course it's for everyone. And That's I wrote great. this for a photograph of Anandamoyi Ma, who is the mother mm. of bliss. And mm. she was a saint my grandparents used to see. And there are many of her mm. followers here as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called Be My Laughing Heart. Be my laughing heart, uncrowded with tears. Let salty sweet tears water deserts so new plants grow. Be my laughing heart where dreams bear fruit. Let new seeds sprout love that weaves stories of delight. Be my laughing heart whose sounds like running brooks run through the cosmos and come to silence in your eyes. Be the laughing heart that contains my laughing heart so tears never confound but slake our thirst or what is the cosmos for? Wow. These are so gorgeous. Is this, are these in a book? How can we connect with these poems? This is so stunning, and I just really feel the presence of so much healing wisdom and the presence of what I want to say is the Divine Mother. I know you were <laughs> a student of hers, and it sounds like your grandparents were as well, so... If you find me a really lovely publisher, I'd be happy to publish these. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, LA is full of really lovely poets, you know, uh, different styles and so on, but here we are. Here we are. The, 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 uh, is there somewhere online where we can find those poems, or are those just your your secrets? I have a book on Amazon about my travels to Greece, and that, okay. has, that has poems as well. It's, it's really my search through Greece. Um, it becomes this spiritual, poetic travelogue 
what I'm asking, who are we, where are we going, you know, those questions. Greece is buried, so are we. What does civilization come to? So you'll find poems as well, and, and it's called My Greece, Mirrors, and Metamorphoses, and it's on Amazon. Beautiful. Okay, super sweet. Yeah. Beautiful. And then we can always uh, listen to this listen to this um, recording it, again on iTunes uh, to hear uh, it again. And if we want to hear the original reader of the poems from that book on Amazon, it's right here, too. So that's so good. <laughs> I feel so relaxed. I'm like, Ooh, what do we do now? I'm like, I really just like a, the, both of those poems put me into such a relaxed and light place. I appreciate it. And it's it's um, it, it's so refreshing. It's like that place when you go to see an emanation of the Divine Mother, like you were talking about, Ananda Mai Ma, um, where your questions can sort of just dissolve, and there there are no questions. And I'm like, God, I don't I don't feel like I'm a good interviewer right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are we having? Yeah. <laughs> um, because you've taken away all my questions. What do I do? I have no more questions. Now you have not answer your questions. <laughs> you answered all my questions. I have no more questions. <laughs> That's you, a good. So we are just really a, playing, right? We are playing. We are playing. Now we get to play. I, I, I feel that. No, you know, there, I have uh, poems recorded on my YouTube channel, which is Luminous Fields. Okay, great. I'm going to write this down. So will you spell that out for us as well, Luminous Fields? Luminous Fields, L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S and F-I-E-L-D-S, Luminous Fields. And I don't remember if I have it as one word because so many people are using similar words now. Okay. So if they wrote my name in Luminous Fields, it might be easier. Then okay, they can great. even find my short film in there, you know. <laughs> you have a short film in there? Yes. What is that? Tell us about that. Okay, I'll just give you the title, Story of Arista. Story mm-hmm. of Arista, Arista, A-R-I-S-T-A. So, okay. And, of course, I'll send you the link sometimes. So. Okay, great. Um, do you want to talk about it, or you just want to give us the title? No, just the title is enough. I don't want to um, stray to too many topics. You're so mysterious. Um, I appreciate it. Well, yeah. you're a, a real Michelangelo of our time. I don't know who. Oh, no, 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 no. Compare I don't you look to. at all like him. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't look at all like him. I don't no. know who else to compare you to. Who's, who's a woman who's so creative and um, in great service? Uh, you know, in a in a but, woman's. You know, there've been many, many, many women who've done far more than I have. You know, so oh. yeah, yeah. Humble. I appreciate yeah. that. I would like Enjoy. to read you one poem. Not by okay, me. Great. Because I think this message is so important. It's important for educators, for mm-hmm. poets, artists, human beings. And this poem is by Rabindranath Tagore. Yes. Won the Nobel Prize in 1913. And the poem is titled, Where the Mind is Without Fear. I actually mm-hmm. did a painting based on this, you know, just this image that came to me. So where the mind is without fear, because I think this would sort of bring together what we were talking about um, regarding education and learning and teaching, and then the healing, I think, because when we come to our essence and live that way, then illness decreases and 
we want our civilization to be healthy and strong. You know, we need to re- restructure that thinking coming from the this heart that knows, the awakened heart. So where the mind is without fear. Where the mind is without fear and the head is held high. Where knowledge is free. Where the world has not been broken up into fragments by narrow domestic walls where words come out from the depth of truth, where tireless striving stretches its arms towards perfection, where the clear stream of reason has not lost its way into the dreary desert sand of dead habit, where the mind is led forward by thee into ever-widening thought and action, into that heaven of freedom, my Father, I'm adding, my mother, let my country awake. Into that heaven of freedom, my father, mother, let my country awake. Mm. This was important to bring up. (laughs) So beautiful. Thank you so much. I appreciate so much of what you're sharing here. And this is um, one of the few shows where I'm like, I really want to go back and listen to everything that was said and really hear it again, um, both the poetry as well as the other pieces of wisdom that have come through during this time. Um, So again, our guest today, I want to give a great thanks to you, Ambika Talwar, and you can reach her on more information about her journey as well as individual group healing sessions, individual and group healing sessions that she's doing, the teleclinics workshops, her book uh, at creativeinfinities.com. So thank you so much again for sharing so much with us. I feel so nourished by this time that we've had together. I feel like I've been through my own personal journey and I'll, I'll keep you all posted on what opens up from for me as a result of this clearing session we've had today um, on the show. And you are all listening to, we're going to wrap up for today, we're listening to uh, BBS Radio. You can find us, you might be also listening to iHeart Radio, Google Play, iTunes, uh, one of the 120 networks we're on. I want to give a shout out and thanks to Doug and Don, the <laughs> the twins of my heart who produced the show on BBS Radio through that channel in California here where the sun is shining beautifully. And uh, again, I have a show tonight at Chapter 1 in Santa Ana at 6 o'clock. They have three chapters tonight, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and 10 o'clock will be in the first chapter at Chapter 1. So thank you again so much, Amika, for all you have shared with us. I hope that much good and joy and wholeness and simplicity and happiness comes to you as a result of your sharing with us today. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you so much. It's just been so much fun hanging out with you. Thank you. uh, Yeah, we'll play again. Yes, absolutely. In person soon, yeah. Absolutely. I would really, really love that and appreciate so much the... All, the, all that you've shared with us and, and putting us all into that place of feeling that opportunity to 
release our questions, release the fears, and be in that state of wholeness, simplicity, and happiness. I really feel like we've gone there. So thank you so much. It's really been such a, a gift and a pleasure, and I think we could talk for about two more hours, but this feels really complete. So thank you so much, and uh, please uh, stay tuned to our show. We're here every other week on Monday at noon Pacific Standard Time, California Standard Time, I call it, um, here on BBS Radio. I am your hostess, Jenna Grayson, your very own and personal hypnotic comic. Thanks so much, and we will talk with you soon. Big blessings. Thank you, Jenna, and thank you, Doug.